From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Yeah, they, I mean, our mothers are pretty great, not going to lie. They, they've they always supported our habits. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> they started alcohol. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> they started it. <laughs> right. Um, so, Miles, what have you been up to this week? Uh, We're recording a little late in the week just because we, so much stuff has been going on. But. We are, and I, I was just kind of doing some random searches and found a scholarly article concerning the idea of our topic today and I started reading into it and then I had to chase it a little bit and then I had to chase it a little bit and then I really couldn't find very much but I liked it enough that I I, I just took an extra day so I could get further in depth on the one good article I found the one good article the one good article all right so that that we'll be talking or getting into that in a little bit okay <laughs> uh otherwise I got my two batches of beer still brewing. I need to. Sure. Was that last weekend? No, weekend before is when you stopped by to p- uh, grind some grain. Yeah. Yep. yep. So it's been going for a couple of weeks now. I need to check the the gravity as soon as I get back. Awesome. And then uh, hopefully I can start bottling some of this soon. Yeah. Um. I'm hoping to get some of the wee heavy into cat into. Like the the non barrel age we heavy into a keg soon ish soonish yep uh, and then I still need to put uh, or order some vanilla bean because I've been very slow on that and I need to get that done for uh, for the stout probably a wise choice yes <laughs> though it, it's it's in a keg now so like it's stable and yeah. the keg's been purged so I'm not like it's not hurting anything anymore so we're good is uh, is Carlos getting impatient for the for the we heavy yeah. Um, not really, because, I mean, it's not going to be ready to drink for another month plus, so. Fair enough. He's, he's, you know, he, I think he's mostly forgotten about it. He's just built a new computer, so he's kind of been on that. Yeah. <laughs> just got to distract Carlos with shiny objects so he doesn't monkey with my beer. True. Probably a good thing. Right. Um, and then I've been, like, I've been putting together a couple of recipes and stuff. Like, I really just want to do a quick brew, and I was thinking about doing that this weekend, but my weekends have a tendency to just explode with busyness. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you're we're, me. <laughs> um, so that's, that's, I've been working on trying to schedule that. So now I've got, uh, let's see last weekend we ended up working. Then it was my, uh, my fiance's birthday this weekend. Uh, they want me to work and then it's my brother's birthday. Awesome. On, you know, the different days. Yeah. So who knows if I'll get to brew again before the end of the year. Well, and like, so I was going to, you know, get some stuff done Saturday afternoon, but I went and played D&D until about 2. Then we went out for lunch at Patty's. Then, oh, Pitchfork has uh, their gingerbread beer. On, oh, my God, that or, sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, their gingerbread beer on tap. We got to go try that. Plus, their Christmas, uh, their Christmas ale this year is the barrel-aged version of it. So I'm really excited about that. Bourbon ginger cookie, huh? Yeah. It'll taste like Christmas. <laughs> uh, so it will I, taste what Christmas should taste right? like. Right? So I, I didn't end up getting back until like 5 p.m. <laughs> I'm like, well, my day's shot now. <laughs> I had uh, 
the new Glarus Milk Stout last night. How is it? I don't know if I've had that one. Um, that one's fairly new, isn't it? It is. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've passed over it a couple of times just because I was looking for a little bit more quantity for for the buck I was spending. Um, but last night I'm just like, gosh, it was just stressful at work. I want a beer. I want to try the milk stout. And it's not very milky. It's not very stouty. What is it then? It's like a decent drinking porter that's got a little lactose in it. Okay. So in it it's an all right beer. So but kind of missed the mark. Kind of missed the mark. Okay. I I don't know it. I was really expecting a lot more. Just uh, like not enough mouthfeel. Uh, not enough mouthfeel and just not dark enough, not heavy enough. Okay. I don't. I don't know. It just. I. Wasn't what I was expecting when when I read Milk Stout. Yeah, and it's one of the Thumbprint series. Really? Yeah. Usually those are pretty solid. Yeah. Though I mean I've had some misses of theirs, so either that or maybe I just need to revisit the concept of what a Milk Stout is supposed to be. Maybe I've maybe. Just been spoiled with all these huge heavy beers right. over the you're, last. You're spoiled with left hand. Yeah, pretty much. That I mean, beer. It, oh man, it's not left hand. That's for sure. Yeah. Not a lot of beers are left hand. All right. Should we talk? Should we just dive right into the topic today? Uh, you know, I suppose. So, I I told Casey what the topic was. I don't know if he really understands or knows what that means, but it's uh, continuous brewing. I was just kind of looking for some uh, some article to talk about mashing and on some level that I didn't know about, and I came across this uh, concept of continuous brewing, and. It's a system used by DB Breweries. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. Uh, they're primarily in New Zealand. Okay. And for the love of God, I couldn't figure out what the DB stood for, if it stands for anything. So. Delta Bravo Brewing. Delta Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so if if you had to guess, what would you say... The continuous brewing process might be. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what DB stands for. No. I was going to go, duh, beers. Beers? Duh, beers. My God. <laughs> Sorry. They, they've got some... It's early. Yeah. Um, all right. So continuous brewing. I'm assuming that is uh, like brewing without stopping, I guess. I don't know. Uh I, I honestly don't know what uh, the first thing that kind of pops into my head is like uh, partigile almost, where you're using the uh, you're you're using the same mash bed multiple times to uh, you know to pull different beers off because that seems continuous to me, but that already has a name, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, that is that is not it. It's kind of not even close. So, um, well, let's put it this way: hey, Have you heard of the continuous? Uh, distillation method for making liquor? No. All right, then. Uh, well, basically what it is is uh, you have an amount that you're that's going through the distillation process, and then as it's going, you just kind of keep adding more so you never run out of what you're distilling. And so it just kind of keeps going through that process. They took this idea and applied it to beer. Interesting. Yeah. So I've got... Uh, I've got the article pulled up if you're interested in, in I don't suppose do you have the ability to look it up and 
any of your devices? Not not in front of me right now. All right. Um, so the idea is the you make some beer, and it goes into a vessel where it starts the fermentation process. Okay. And then it goes into another. Uh, there's like three ferment different fermentation vessels that it gets transferred into. Uh, let's see. I, I suppose we'll just uh, go with step one. Step one is the, the hold-up vessel, where it's like you just got done mashing, you got it cooled, it's got to go somewhere, and it goes into the what they call the hold-up vessel. Okay. And here's where it gets oxygenated. So they, they force oxygenate it. They're oxygenating before boil? No, this is this is after all of it. Okay, that. okay, like, okay. So this yeah. this is, the beer's been made. Beer, beer's the, been the, the made. Wart's, the wort's done. Yes, the wort's done. This is all about the fermentation concept. Okay, all right. Uh, so it goes into the hold-up vessel, and it gets... Let's see, just a sec. Gets oxygenated. It, yeah, it gets oxygenated, and then it goes into the... Oh, this is... It actually gets mixed with uh, other wort that's been... Down the fermentation line. Okay. So it goes into the hold-up vessel, and it gets mixed with other other beer from further down the line. Okay. And so what this does is it uh, adds a little bit of alcohol to the mixture. It adds more yeast that's already in the process of fermenting. And it also uh, dilutes the nutrient level, nutrients levels. Uh, and all of these have... Uh, Reasons, uh, so the the idea of diluting the nutrient levels uh, is to make it easier for any new yeast to start doing what it's doing. Okay. Uh, the alcohol, the pre-existing levels of alcohol, make it a very unfavorable environment for anything that is not the yeast to get its start to try and contaminate your beer. Okay. And then the what what else do they have there? Oh, it also changes the pH. It it lowers the pH because you have uh, pre-fermented work going or pre-fermented beer going in there, and that uh, also makes a favorable environment for the pre-existing yeast to continue doing what it was already doing. Interesting. Okay. And so what this does is it almost completely skips any lag time as far as uh, the beginning of fermentation goes for the new stuff that was introduced. Hmm. And so uh, beer that goes into the hold-up vessel only stays here for three or four hours. Okay. And then it gets moved on to the continuous fermenter number one. Okay. <clears throat> and this is the main fermentation vessel. Any beer that uh, stays here gets gets here for about, or stays here for about 30 hours. Uh, after this time, it gets uh, transferred to or partially to the second fermentation vessel and partly back to the hold-up vessel for any new incoming beer. Okay. And so from there, you, you, you see this uh, forward-backwards progress. And the second continuous fermenter is where you sit there and you, and you watch it until you hit the alcohol by volume that you're looking for. You know, so you can get this, you know, your target beer yep. down down to a science. And this will take upwards to 12 hours or more. So are you, are you keeping a mental Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm following. I'm okay. following. Uh, and then from there, it gets transferred to 
uh, the yeast separator. So in this vessel, fermentation has effectively stopped, and so you're just waiting for the the ideally flocculent yeast that you're using to separate out so you can pull off the, the sludge, separate the yeast, and if you need more, you can reintroduce it back into the holdup vessel. Uh, but for the most part, it ends up being mostly surplus and can be sold. If you want to do that. Okay. I don't like it. Okay. Um, for a couple of reasons. And uh, it may, and it, I, I'm assuming it works great for the, for the brewery that's using it. Yeah. But um, you're pretty committed to one style. Yes. To one specific beer at that point. That's 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 ho- that's that's big uh, that's that's big red flag number one. Yep. And I think that's the biggest red flag I'm seeing here is you're so committed to that one thing, and then it's a lot of transferring. It is. Um. When when you think about beer, uh, I think the fewer times I can move it from vessel to vessel, like the the fewer steps between uh, kettle to glass. Is is what I want. Like I want the fewest steps possible. No, it it's true. And I was I was I mean while I was going through this, I was asking myself the question: Is there any real way to you know, or any real or reasonable or desirable way to kind of bring this down to the home brewing level? I think I think there's a way to do it on the home brewing level. It's entirely possible. I don't know why you'd want to. I, um, I don't either. Unless unless you're one of those brewers who has your house your house ale on like constantly and you're constantly uh you know you're 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 brewing another batch every couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, ultimately I kind of came down to the conclusion that if this was going to be something you'd chase, it's because you're probably pushing out uh 10 or 15 gallons worth of beer on a consistent level. And it has to be for, the same beer. F- and the same beer, for whatever reason. Yeah. So probably for, like, if you've just got this small scale, you know, you've got a dozen or two people that you just constantly give beer to because whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's just, I, I haven't, like, I haven't brewed the same beer uh, more than twice in a row in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and it's, so I don't I don't know if I'd ever... Well, for me personally, this this wouldn't work for the two reasons I mentioned. Just yep. the like being able to switch beers and being nimble, and even smaller uh, brew shops or like or uh, breweries where they're working on like a seven barrel system or something, and they're doing uh, like they have they have their three flagships and then their four seasonals, and they're trying to do that all the time. Like that's a lot of fermenters tied up. For or a lot of vessels tied up because you need you need your your holding vessel, yep, um, which is an extra vessel out of the process. And then um, is is there another vessel that holds part of like the 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 partially fermented wort that goes back into the holding vessel? Uh, it's not a separate vessel. Okay, it's, so it just they just pump off two different. They it okay. goes two different directions. All right, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure like what what the timing was like. But so you're you're adding an extra vessel and then you then uh no matter what you have two fermenters tied up uh or a fermenter in a bright tank tied up with that one beer at all times. Pretty much. <clears throat> Which I mean if it's a flagship, not a big deal. Uh because you're gonna have that anyway. Yeah. But if it's not, then like I don't know. Or if you're if you're lagering or something, then then you have two bright tanks that you have to, you know, hold up. 
And it depends on what your brew schedule is. It just it, there seems like a lot of logistical issues. Well, there there are some real applications uh, and some real benefits to this this entire concept. And and I actually have those listed here, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll I'll get to them in a in a minute or two. But I thought the whole the whole concept was was really interesting, and it did learn a few things about the fermentation process and uh, different ways to approach it. Uh, so it is one of the reasons why I brought it to the show. Yeah, no, I, I'm not <coughs> saying like it's definitely an interesting concept. Yeah. Um. um so, at, so we stopped at step four, which is the the yeast separation part, which is mostly uh, waiting for the yeast to fall out of suspension, mm-hmm. and then uh, from there it goes off to the the maturation vessel. And this is so. There's another vessel. The, it's the last vessel. Okay, so so the the separation tank isn't even a bright tank at that point, really. No. Okay. Well, then that's another vessel. Yes. <laughs> um, and this one just al- allows for the the reabsorption of the toffee butterscotch compounds, um, so that you don't ha- end up with any off flavors. And that's pretty much all that's for. That takes about two days, and then if you have a lager, it goes off into any uh, typical cold conditioning scenarios. And if you have an ale, it more or less goes right to um, bottling. This uh, this DB Brewery, what kind of beers do they make? Uh, Did you look at their uh, their tap list? They, I didn't. I did. I was when I was going through their websites. I was just finding their. I was just trying to find what DB stood for and wasn't finding it. Well, we need the important part, Miles. Right, absolutely. Jeez. Looking up a brewery and not looking at what kind of beers they make. DB Breweries. Let's see. Have you ever heard of Lion, uh, Heineken, Spites, McCushions? Oh, this is uh, one of the big three. Is it? Or uh, Yeah. Oh, so is it? Is it De Beers? Is it um like the company that owns Heineken? No, no, and the beers is uh diamonds. Yeah. I was uh, gonna say that yeah. doesn't quite no, sound right. No. Uh no, I I there's a there's a Dutch company that owns Heineken. Yeah, uh D B Breweries is a Singaporean and Dutch brewing company operating in New Zealand. Okay, yeah, all right. So they, they're they're a mass okay. Now the continuous brewing process makes sense because they're gonna be making a crap ton of Heineken. Yeah. Or, you know, similar ales or yeah. uh, beers. Um, the, the, the biggest benefits to this whole concept is you can push out beer in a week. Because the yeast is already ready to go and you're inoculating it with active yeast. and Yep. And then uh, because you, you kind of have this constant back and forth with the mixing... Uh, your consistently your consistency skyrockets. Okay, yeah. Well, and now that I know the company DB uh, is doing mass pro- every, it all makes more sense. All of the all of the problems I had with it were only really problems on small scale. Yeah. Um. They're they're not problems when you have all the money in the world. I that is true. <laughs> that is true. So I I thought it was interesting. Um. And I was, I, I really did sit and try and think how I could apply this on a on a small home brewing scale, and ultimately, any time that you would save, uh, is not worth the amount of time you would put into just constantly doing another mashing schedule, another mashing yeah. schedule, another mashing another mashing schedule. 
Yeah, no, you'd have to be brewing constantly. You you really would. If if you're going to utilize this concept, you would be pretty much doing another batch every single week. And it would be a small batch. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you would also have to keep drinking it. Otherwise, you would end up having to keep pushing your stuff through the system and then just end up not having any more beer within the system. Exactly. But um, on the macro on the macro level, uh, you can also just tailor your input to uh, affect the output to meet demand as you see fit as mm-hmm. you go through the process. Yeah, I suppose ramping up production at that point is pretty trivial because yeah. you're already it, brewing constantly. It, it's just kind of it's a pre-existing system. You can keep putting in more or less as you as you do your thing. So, uh, otherwise, the biggest disadvantage is just hygiene. You can't always go in and just clean these things whenever you want to. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, I I didn't quite dig into it because it was super super in depth and hard to hard to dig my way through. Uh, but there are other advantages of having this constant brew setup with um, some of like the, the grains and stuff left over kind of within the system. And I think it dealt with the, the free amino nitrogen levels that it was a lot easier to control. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that might be something I, I delve into a little more next week. Otherwise, maybe we should start getting into some winter styles. Again. Oh, man. I like styles. Styles are awesome. We yeah. haven't done one of those for a while. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I know. Um, I know Thomas is sending us some homebrew to try. So uh, when it when it arrives, we're going to have him Skype in, and we're gonna try to set that up. So we'll be trying some. Uh, he's sending. I believe he's sending one of his uh, his like fifteen fifteen, like the fifteen minute mash, fifteen minute boil. Oh, that's right. So yes. we can try that. Yes, I'm actually really excited to see how well that turned out. Yeah, I am too. Uh, he's been sending me pictures and stuff, just totally bragging, but. Mm. Oh, he's getting all uppity. Yeah, well, you know, nobody gets uppity like you do, Miles. I am the master of the up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I think that about wraps us up for today. Um, So uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.